0: Happy solstice one and all to all who celebrate. Um, Today I am joined by the Venerable Jez Hunt who's kindly agreed to um, bless us with his solstice knowledge on this, the day of the winter solstice. Let's bring him in. How are you doing brother? You good? Hello,
1: how's everyone doing? Yes, hello,
0: hello. You keeping well? Aye, mate. Aye. I am actually all the better for seeing you as well. But uh as I was saying just before we went on, I um got up at sunrise, like the solstice SWAT that I am and went down and <laughs> got got into nature and just soaked it all up and set some intentions for the um the new year, really, I suppose we could call it. Um so what what I'm going to do today is like obviously you're a wealth of knowledge, man, like for all, like a lot of things, but certainly about things like the solstice so um if there's people in the comments and you want to ask jez anything in particular feel free um i'll obviously be doing the same and i've got a bit of imagery to throw up on the screen like this one which is for audio people the date this year friday december the 22nd at three twenty seven a.m this so this is the closest we could possibly get to doing a solstice show jez um just want to mention as well um you uh, your job is ancestor Leathercraft and there'll be links in the description for people to follow as well check out jez's work it is absolutely amazing you do oh. stuff for like tv and film don't you
1: it's been mostly that over the past few years so yeah because it's like you end up on something for eight or nine months so yeah, yeah, yeah it's mostly it's been mostly sort of film and tv work although this year has been dealt with uh the strikes in america the writers oh yeah Good on them like i'm glad they did it uh but it's meant that like because there's so much american production money in the uk it's meant that mm. well 75 percent of crews british tv and film crews but no work this year I, I managed six weeks so wow not not That's being great a great <laughs> but next i mean year, it'll be started off soon and hopefully something will kick in and i'll get something good
0: Definitely, man, I just want to point out as well. It's always me bringing this up. You never like agree to come on on, on the thing, the predication that I promote anything or will promote anything. You always <laughs> just go, yeah, cool, that sounds great. Let's talk. Yeah, I just well, want to I'm make, not... make it clear, oh, but also that... I don't want to miss miss the opportunity for people to understand like what you actually do outside of knowing things. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he
1: knows stuff. <laughs> he knows stuff.
0: <laughs> so, right, I'll just put this up on the screen just to start off. It's from the National Trust, obviously at National Trust. Winter solstice is one of the oldest winter celebrations in the world and signals the astronomical start of winter. A pagan custom is to watch the sunrise or sunset on the shortest day. Jez, my friend, why is this a pagan custom?
1: Oh, uh we- Weirdly, it's, a- it's an almost global custom as well, rather than even just a pagan one. Um, it, from what we can tell, um, it almost certainly dates back to the Neolithic, which is when we stopped being hunter gatherers and sort of settled down and started farming. So uh, it seems to have been a thing that was regarded as important amongst um, early agricultural societies. Uh, a lot of the surviving monuments from that, because it's it's hard to know what people believed. Uh, except through what we have left over and most things, you know, anything fabric or leather or whatever is going to just rot away. So what we have left is is monuments of sorts. So uh, places like Stonehenge um, in in the UK and uh, so there's a barrow called Stony Little Turn. And there's a more famous one of Newgrange in Ireland. All seem marked up to mark the midwinter solstice. Um, if oh, there you go, it's, uh, New great big barrow, and on uh, mid winter on the solstices, uh, the, itself, there's above the doorway of it, it is like a little light box. And on mid winter, the sun hits it on, oh, like this morning, the sun hits it in such a way that it shoots up the corridor and hits a light on the very back. There you go, on the very back of the... You skipped this, you're right on the floor <laughs> with the fucking images. <laughs> right, right on the back of the, the barrow itself. Um, the, the, the amazing thing about it is it's on a slope, and they managed to build it in such a way as it takes into... Yeah, it takes in, into account that that sloped for the, for the light to hit the back. I watched a thing a few years ago where I was simulating the effect of that sunlight and playing a drum inside, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that does is it throws loads of dust up uh, into the, the light of the sunbeam as it's coming through as you yeah. play it, like that. And the vibrations in the air from the drums creates a zigzaggy line in the air like a laser beam. Ooh, um, and on the walls inside of that, that tomb, uh, there are loads of zigzag lines carved in. Uh, and th- th- This is a tomb that's as old as the pyramids. Like it's, it's really ancient, like 7,000 years old, I think. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, so that, that the survival of these things and the alignment at Stonehenge and like I said, that there's a barony of Bath called Stony Littleton, so would indicate that it was very important to people from that period and it's when we get agriculture, it, it's the mi- very middle of winter, you're never going to get a, a, a shorter day and a, and a longer night basically, and it yeah. seems that that was an important thing to mark um, because it's where the the year sort of turns into the next stage of it. So you'd want to have a big yeah. celebration, really. Um, and a part of that as well is knowing that, like, you're not going to be doing anything for a few months. It's too cold. Lock yeah. yourself away. Do whatever, like, handcrafts that, that people would do and prepare for, for the next year. It's that sort of idea that things are born in darkness as well, which seems to continue on. Amongst a lot of um, early pagan cultures, Iron Age cultures, the Romans change it later on to the idea that the beginning, the day starts as the sun rises, whereas yeah. amongst the earlier cultures and the Iron Age cultures, it's everything starts in darkness, much so, like seeds start in darkness and, and babies start in darkness, like it's that's the beginning of things, things start in darkness, so the day starts as the sun goes down. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Jez, why, why is the the ancient ways that we're describing here, how is it relevant to now? Like, why is this important to us?
1: Uh, well, I mean, we're still on the same planet as they were. We still think in the same way that there's still an importance, I think, built in the people that in, in the dark of winter. Like, when it's the most miserable and horrible, I think this, there's something vital about, a, a celebration of light in that in some way uh, like we still continue it now you know with fairy lights and things like that 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 aspect of, of christmas i think uh, still represents that kind of earlier idea that we need something to kind of lift our spirits and and kind of remind us it's not just going to be dark forever at some point the touring will be gone i mean at some point winter will be gone <laughs> yeah it's uh i think it's still it's still important in us that sort of seasonal change. It was obviously vitally important during terms of agriculture. Mm -hmm. To the point where they decided to to market with uh yeah, with stone monuments, amongst other things. Obviously they weren't just for that, they were for a lot of other things, but you know, that is part of it.
0: In terms of the monuments themselves, I'd say New Grange, do we have an idea of like how long it took to build?
1: Oh uh quite a long time. Um it's I mean, that's part of much like Stonehenge as well as part of like a sacred landscape. You've got lots of other burial mounds around that area. Um, what's really weird with you, amongst the many weird things at New Ridge, um, the it was like in ruins until relatively recently. There was a big rebuild of it in the 1970s. Some of it is a bit of a controversial thing, but the inside is pretty much as was well. some of the outside. A lot of people get kind of annoyed by the reconstruction of that. I think the archeologists did a a pretty good job. It could be controversial. Anyway, (laughs) sorry, it's me going off on a waffle. Uh, For for like centuries, that whole place had collapsed. You can see photos of it and it's just like a lumpy mound. You can't even make out the sort of doorway and the the light box above it properly on that. I wasn't aware of that. And there was a folk tale still going around at that point. That the sun would rise and shine down in it on mm-hmm. on uh, mid on midwinter, but like that hadn't happened for centuries, but it remained right. in, the, in the folk tales of people uh, uh, there. So like when it was excavated and they realised that that was the case, it kind of blew people's minds. Um, yeah, I, yeah.
0: Well, I watched I yesterday, Jez. That um, I forgot what was your question. Was
1: <laughs> no, it's all right. it's just
0: about new grains, but I'm just adding to what you're saying. I watched the live stream yesterday, and mm. that was um, the one that you saw earlier on the screen with the uh, light coming through. This one I'm about to put up here that was yeah. taken from yesterday's live stream, so that was the light right. shining through. But I noticed today that it was a bit overcast there, like on the actual solstice, so yeah, um, there was no such thing today. But that's like one of the most up to date. Um, pictures that we were seeing on the screen just now from the government of Ireland. It comes
1: back through. You can see with that picture that it's looking out towards the door, um, mm-hmm. and it, it comes through and hits the wall at the back of the room. Yeah. The, there's there's a triple spiral, like a triskel, on that mm-hmm. bit of on that bit of wall at the back of it, which I think is pretty amazing. Triskels and spirals. Tell it's about seen, that.
0: Like tell it, about the spirals and the, repriment- the iconography at all
1: in some way, and an Eternity as well, like I'm a, I love spirals, I've got them on, you know, I, I cover everything in them, I'm a big fan of them, and yeah. at Newgrange especially, they seem important, there's the external bit of uh, Newgrange before you're going in, has got a great, huge stone that's covered in these beautiful interlocking spirals, and that seems to be a really important image um, yeah. for for sort of earlier megalithic communities. Um, you get them at like Long Meg, as well over in Cumbria, which is a great Stone Circle, and various other other places. This it seems like a pretty universal symbol, the the, the spiral, um, and the the idea of a triskel version of it, which is kind of three spirals interlocking, um, ties into that idea of movement even more. You know, if you've got two opposite forces, they'll just bang up against each other if you've got a third force it turns it into a, a big movement do you think it seems to be yeah, man. And no, by modern paganism as well um yeah it does have roots back to the past but a lot of stuff that is are relatively new things added into it
0: you mentioned there's a lot of this stuff like around the world do we see the same kind of symbolism like around the world like the spirals and things of that nature
1: yeah, I mean they, they go on everywhere amongst just about every culture that um, where we've got evidence of these things from the past and from those uh, sort of cultures that that didn't meet European cultures until relatively recently. So you know spirals crop up throughout um, the First Nations of America and mm-hmm. uh, the Polynesians and. Uh, New Zealand, you know, Maori tattoos, famously, very spirally. Um, uh, yeah, it seems it seems seems to be a universal human image, which is cool. <laughs> so is yeah, for oh, well. real, yeah. So this is like
0: <laughs> a more contemporary thought. It like speaks to like Jungian archetypes and things. And like, that's my first thought when I'm hearing this from you. It's like, how did cultures who ostensibly hadn't had any contact Uh, at least not on any kind of large scale that we know about like you know the they're they're sort of representing these spirals through paintings and carvings and whatnot roughly the same time would that be right but without contact like my first thought is like some kind of morphogenetic field or shared consciousness that like produces this stuff at the same time
1: possibly i mean we're constantly pushing back the dates of the settlements of like yeah. you know, australia and america we're constantly finding new things that push it back even earlier so realistically either people are coming up with these ideas uh, similar ideas in separate places which is i mean that's that's a thing that happens it's not it's not a it's not an impossibility like people it happens all the time now you know that kind of zeitgeist thing or or a, or a kind of young youngian kind of, um, I nearly said hive mind, but that's not the word that I'm looking for, Cl-cl-like. global consciousness, or their images that, that go back even further, which means that um, something like uh, the spiral, maybe if it does go back further, you, you, you're talking like 80,000 years, possibly, you know, yeah. Australia seems to be somewhere 60 to 80,000 years ago, is so when that people went there for the first time that which is mind-bogglingly ancient i mean you look at something like new grange or stonehenge and these places are mad old <laughs> to put it yeah. simply. you know what i mean like but at that point when those when people are going into australia and taking that imagery with them if that's what happened like britain's covered in ice at that point like, mm. we're not you know what I mean? Not like it's not you can't live here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's mad old. But these things sit in sit in people and we know that they're important, I think. You know, that we know that this this sacred mm. but we know that they're important. And this time of year very much ties into that idea and, and, and rebirth, which is what the, the spiral could be about yeah, maybe I mean, in certain cultures.
0: I mean, we're touching on the sort of ritual aspects of the solstice. Do you want to speak to that? Like, what is it,
1: and like, what does it like, what does it mean? That has probably changed over time as well, and we can we continue to add to it. Um, Christmas, I would say, is an offshoot of those earlier times. Realistically, it was adopted by the early church um, this time of year for uh for a festival kind of thing um uh, you know the day the day within the bible the, the birth of christ uh, shepherds aren't out this time of year in the middle east it's a bit um so the 25th of december seems very unlikely it seems like the church may have picked it up and um, to to marry pagan ideas to so these sort of newer christian ideas to, to take them over which is a very standard way that Christianity would kind of move through things. It's a good idea, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say like, all the Christmas stuff are additions to these things, to these early celebrations. The form of these early celebrations, we don't, we don't really know. Um We do have some bits from some cultures. Obviously, an, an observation of the sun, uh, either at sunset or sunrise, was important. Stonehenge is geared towards the sunrise and the sunset specifically at midwinter a lot of people go in midsummer which is a, a new addition to that possibly because it's you're facing the wrong way for that really at Stonehenge the alignment of it Newgrange definitely and um, it's probably tied to the idea of death in some way um, Stonehenge seems very much a a, a site where sort of death orientated rituals seem to have taken place there's a big graveyard area around it there's lots of barrows and things um, whereas the more kind of life oriented stuff at that point seems to have taken place at a place called Woodhenge um, <laughs> there's no Straw Henge uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, whereas Death Rituals seem to have taken place there obviously Newgrange is a barrow uh, where burials took place probably not the only thing that took place there so mm-hmm. there seems to be this idea of death which once again ties in with with uh yule and christmas and those sorts of things there's a reason why we still tell ghost stories i think at christmas um and an idea of the bales between the worlds getting thin maybe and the, the dead being near and remembering those who have passed over the year um, yeah. and the death of the old year and the birth of the new and you know it's 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 very much tied into that kind of element of things i think mm-hmm. um so you get a lot of that sort of stuff that crops back up Either with a resurgence of older traditions or inventions of new ones, maybe with things like um, guising and wassailing in winter, um, and things like the Mary Floyd, which is the kind of weird horse skull thing you see in Wales. Yeah, all that all that weird wickerman stuff. So, um, <laughs> that that is sort of ties in with that idea of people disguising themselves either to escape evil spirits or to look like evil spirits. It's, you know, that whole melt between Halloween and and, and, and Christmas. We've talked about
0: Africa. this before, like, um, you know, in Alpine cultures, there's the Krampus. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. Would that, like, cross over into those traditions too? Um, you know, for people who, tradition. Do you want to actually explain what the Krampus is first and, um, well, and it, then we'll take
1: it from yeah. there? The, the Krampus is one of many kinds of punishment figures that you get um, that crop up as uh, part of the the festivities this time of year. Um, you get figures which are beneficial, you know, Santa being the most famous one that we have, yeah. uh, and then you get figures who are there to to punish, as well, to keep people in line. Basically, you get you know, it's the carrot and the stick approach, um, yeah. and for a very long time, the the the, the kind of the stick, the carrot, uh, the sticks sorry, the sort of punishment figure has been hidden away but that's a huge resurgence now which i rather like uh and he is a very hairy figure the krampus with massive horns um has cowbells hanging off him and uh finds naughty children drags them off uh thrashes them with birch twigs uh and drowns them potentially as well mm-hmm. so uh fairly sinister. the same figure crops up in a lot of stuff um uh, and edged out of pos- uh, out of out of um, popularity, the Nazis banned is certainly... <laughs> really? that, that figure, yeah, 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 um, <laughs> yeah. That I mean, they, were, they
0: were kind of a cult, like they, like they had one foot in the occult with the Brill Society and stuff like that. Was, was it yeah. just like sort of um, mystical sort of traditions? Uh, was that
1: banned on that basis, or? Who knows? They, they probably viewed him as uh, too much competition for the Gestapo. <laughs> no, no idea. The version, the, the sort of version of that in Iceland is really interesting. They have a thing called the Yule cat, um, right. which is like a, a giant, a giant cat. There's no cats on Iceland. It, it should be yeah. quite out, but um, the Yule cat is a massive cat uh, with like iron claws and and razor sharp teeth, and it's huge. And if mm-hmm. you don't wear the clothes that you got at Christmas. If if it sees you in old clothes, if you don't wear the clothes you got at Christmas. It'll rip you apart and devour <laughs> you. So is that kind of a bit you know, disproportionate?
0: Yeah, that that's so funny, man. Have you heard the? Um, we'll just go a little bit off piece. Have you heard the like conspiracy that's flying around Reddit? I read it like last week, and it's basically saying that a half human, half dog hybrid. Are the aliens and they're going to come back on the 23rd and all of our dogs in our houses are basically like and i think this is a rehash of the sort of santa claus myth Are the grasses and they're going to grass up to the half human half dog hybrids much like the elves i would suggest and i yeah. really really want this to happen jez
1: like can I you imagine can, the 23rd uh, i i welcome our canine overlords <laughs> Because we've we've not been doing very good at it, so hopefully a load of zoanthropic dogs. So can, can <laughs> like, yeah. weirdly, dog-headed people crop up all over the place in medieval folklore. So mm-hmm. we're just going back in a loop. The, the dog heads. Um, Saint Christopher. Saint Christopher was a dog head. Oh wow, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's very rarely portrayed as it now, but you can see earlier. You can sometimes find earlier images of him like carrying the the Christ child and all that. And he's yeah. got a uh, yeah, he's got dog ass. He's often portrayed as... Uh, it's English interesting, because
0: you can people. go back to... Uh, Linda Harvey's just said what I was thinking there, Anubis, um, in Egyptian culture.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know? It's strange when people type that into the comments just as I'm thinking, and it feels weird. But, weird? Weird.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so for yourself, would, how do, would you define yourself? Would you define yourself as a pagan or something else? Spiritual is the
1: no-label. How how do you feel about your belief system? I I am pretty much an agnostic. I'm not I'm not sure enough about anything to, 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 to claim to be a pagan or anything. I've got very pagan, like heathen meanings. Mm-hmm. Um I find that sort of stuff really interesting. But I find all, all religion interesting, really. Um but I I wouldn't say that i solidly believe in in any of them um mm-hmm. uh marcus aurelius who was like the roman uh, emperor very popular sadly with the manuscript but like he did write a lot of interesting stuff and there's a thing that he wrote that i kind of agree with about that if the gods exist and you've lived a good life and they reward you they're gods worth taking notice of if the mm-hmm. gods exist and they punish you for living a good life. Big gods that aren't worth worth worshipping. And if mm-hmm. the gods don't exist, you've lived a good life, and that's a reward in itself. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm kind of down with that a bit. And I can I get like with to... that man. That's a great way to live. I feel it, it just yeah, all results yeah. in good, doesn't it? That's it. It's the it's the the uh, the great mantra of Bill and Ted: of be excellent to one another, dude.
0: That's <laughs> the best mantra that's ever ever been created. <laughs> Dust, wind, dude. So great.
1: That's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. Uh, hopefully, they'll still have. this. Effect. I'd imagine, even in a when in Billund, head when there's that weird future thing, they probably still have a festival this time of year. I think it's intrinsic to us through, mm-hmm. you know, from uh, definitely from at least the Neolithic, maybe maybe even earlier. Um, and I think we'll we'll continue on as long as as long as we've got a winter. I think this will continue. It's 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 important. I think there's something yeah. in humanity that makes us. Realise that this time of year is, yeah, is a is a, is a special time. Though. it's a good time to remember things from the past and look forward to the future and look for the light in the darkness and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think it, I think is important.
0: I agree, man. And like we can do on the solstice uh, rituals on. Um, the sunrise but also the sunset so people have still got a chance because this will be out, uh, it's live now and we'll be out on audio pretty much straight after so people will get this in time I think it's something yeah. like half three in the UK currently, um, I know it's people listen listening around beautiful. the world, so wherever you get this now, what would you recommend, like even if it's just a simple sort of ritual or what, what, what should people do at sunset today to set a bit of intention for the new
1: year? I, th- I think, you know, given a bit of focus on things, but fire seems to be quite an important thing this time of year. You know, we, we have that tradition of lots of lights on, on Christmas trees and things like that still. Um, I mean, ideally, uh, shove your political leaders into joint wooden figures and immolate them, but uh, <laughs> on a, a slightly smaller scale if you can't go full wicker, man. Um, maybe just lighting a candle and thinking about things that have gone on this year and what you might want to change and of people that may have passed this year. Um, and yeah, what, what you want to do with the forthcoming year, I think, I think that's quite a, a good thing to do, you know, just taking that little bit of time, um, uh, a bit of time to yourself and a bit of a, a bit of a thought really as to, as to quite what you want to do. Um, it's, it's always been regardless of the time, like I said, of where the space between the worlds gets thin. Um, it was a time of sort of trooping theories in Ireland and, and mm. things like that as well, um, which are always sort of tied to ideas of the dead. Uh, but also, it's a, it's a time of, of hope. So, you know, find a, find a bit of positivity and, and something to look forward to. People would make oaths, Yule, which is a kind of Germanic. Variant of the festival, which would take place around now. Um, uh, people would make oaths then yeah. uh, earlier on, on um, uh, as to what they were going to do for the year. We there's a fairly good chance that New Year's resolutions are a variant of that, because it was like I will do this thing, but it's fair on it's mm. on a kind of uh, a great sort of piece of jewellery or something like that, like a talk or something to Thor and be like. This year, I will go and kick the shit out of the Snowfell Trolls or, like, just <laughs> farm to the ground or whatever. Um, and those festivals were, were massively important. There's a king called King Harkon the Good who mm-hmm. uh, enforced a certain amount of beer that everyone had to drink around that time of year, and how much horse yeah. you have to eat as well. Um, and so, yeah, people would, would take these oaths. So I think if you're having a, a little sort of moment for yourself, a little celebration or whatever, thinking in that way is a good thing of like. What am I going to do in the forthcoming year? Like, what do I want to try and achieve? Really,
0: I've got you. Like somebody, um, Joanne here, has said, "I'm finding it all a bit hopeless at the minute." What would you recommend to, like, maybe like offset that or overcome it, or use the solstice to melt a little bit of that away?
1: Well, um, there's a fairly good chance that this is the last Christmas for quite some time that we'll have to put up with the Tories. I mean, that gives me (laughs) a bit of optimism. The replacement isn't great but it isn't going to be worse so that's alright something, something might come out of it, it's not going to be a big deal but it's, you know better than a poke in the eye I guess uh, um, and we can always make the world a better place if we can, I mean we can't change the wider world but we can change our world I think like our, our yeah. personal world around us um, and aim for aim for the little things I think in the case of like your oaths or whatever you want to make your resolutions, even for little things, aim for achievable things. If you achieve something small, you know yeah. that makes you realise that you can do bigger things, and it's a, it's, a, it's a good hit. Um And you know, well, I think I think whilst things are pretty dark and horrible, we're lucky to be alive now. We're in a we're in a time yeah. where, you know, no one's dying from well not massive amounts of people are dying from childbirth, you're more likely to live past the age of five. When they built Stonehenge and New like infant mortality is huge. Yeah. Um and they will look to the future. They built a thing that lasted forever. You know what I mean? Um they you can you'd have know, people dying from fucking tooth ulcers at that point and they still found hope in the darkness. And I think we're in a we're in a pretty lucky time, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. I agree because I feel we can change things and I think we've all like oscillated wildly between the punches of like left, right and uppercuts cuts of these overlapping crises that we've all been having to face and it's bewildering yeah. and it's overwhelming and it's been hard but one of the reasons why I wanted to focus on this with you today and put some of this good energy out in the world one, it's to offset the stuff that we have to cover we have to, you know cover the, some of the darker things, but also it's important. And I say this all the time to take some time for yourself, take some pause and reflection. Like my partner and I did this morning. We made a point of like, she very, I'd go out at sunrise with the dog all the time, but she made a point of coming and doing that today. We both just took a quiet moment ourselves with eyes closed to met the sun and just set our personal intention. (laughs) I haven't even talked about what they were. We just did it silently and just cracked on. Um, and I'd encourage any anybody who's listening to this, you can do that with the sunset today as well. Um, and Absolutely. that in GMT is three thirty around about that time, so oh, you can still catch let, that man and set some intentions for hope for the future.
1: I fully yeah, old, believe. Let the old world die and let the new world come in. I think is a is no bad thing.
0: I, g- I agree. I fully believe that definitely. And sometimes we've got to just like approach things a little bit differently and just get out of the way. I, f- I feel like one of the things I've discovered about myself is I've always tried to push, 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 when sometimes it's best to just get out of the way of something and let it run its natural course. So that could yeah. be for good or for bad. And there is a lot of bad stuff to focus on. And I would just suggest everybody takes a time, even if it's just the little things, as we've just illustrated there with Joanne, to just focus on what they are. We've got our health, for the most part, a lot of us, so at least we're here. And even if it's just to witness the bloody apocalypse, that's an absolute privilege, man.
1: Absolutely. Like I'm, you know Get being a, people have been prophesying the end of the world since the world started. Like if we're about for when it happens, that's that's the best that, like yes. <laughs> Witness me, brother. On the on the road to Valhalla, shiny and chrome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The shining
0: path of crows. That's what we mean. Yeah, we should Valhalla be so lucky to be about the end
1: of the world. But you- I th- yeah, I think I think it is important. You can you can get swamped by it. You can get swamped by it all. You can get swamped by all that darkness. But like, take time and look at the light, and and give that a bit of a focus, and don't feel guilty about it either. Like, people in really horrendous situations have no choice but to think about those horrendous situations. If you're not in mm-hmm. the middle of Gaza, yeah, you're in a privileged position, and. You have the responsibility, mm-hmm. I think, to a certain extent, to take the time out that they can't, to focus on yourself because you, your strength is part of the strength for for those people. Like you need to be stronger for those people, and part of that is focusing on yourself. Like you've got to, mm-hmm. you've got to take a breather in. Like you've got to. Yeah, you've got to step back from something to get a view on it and be strong enough to carry on. I think, I think, I think focusing on yourself occasionally is 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 something you should do without feeling guilty about, because that gives you the strength to yeah, to man. to light for other people maybe.
0: Fully, and that's a beautiful place to leave this. I always appreciate your time, Jazz. I hope you realize that. And I just want to big you up as one of my people of the air. The difference that you made by, um, and you've just said yourself, you didn't earn as much as you ordinarily would this year, but you funded air purifiers for clinically vulnerable people. And honestly, that was one of the things that I just loved about this year. And I just wanted to. One of the last shows of the year, it's fitting that we'll mark it together, brother, on the solstice too. That was a beautiful act, and I just want you to know, I think you're a beautiful man, and thank you for doing oh. that, man.
1: <laughs> thank you very much. I'll, uh, yeah, Metaphorically, maybe, not physically, I'm like a weird fucking troll.
0: <laughs> <laughs> brother, but you look like Jez Hunt should look. That's <laughs> what well, You, you look it. like you should look, and that's a beautiful Probably. thing, man. You know well, what I'm well saying? I needed a pipe, I well, yeah, Fucking I mean. great stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all love man and i hope you come keep coming back on again and again um I as we say big up jazz everybody's all hail jazz thank uh, you for carrying on football. doing
1: this stuff as well man and like and the, and the people i tune in obviously whenever i can and i uh, i see a lot of really good people in the comments who are yeah, quite surreal. often dealing with a lot of shit but still being positive people like being good yeah. people and that's 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 pretty good. Like that's that's an impressive thing. And it's all based trained. You you doing this as well? Like. You come on here as often as you can, even when you really cannot be asked, and do amazing things. Uh, so yeah, it's good, man. You've Got to be the the you know the light in the darkness and the rust on the machine cogs. <laughs>
0: that, that's that's what I think a lot of what this is. I know I'm just keeping this going, and then ultimately. People, I think, are off without ending it on a negative, are off just doing them because a lot of people are overwhelmed with the world right now. So I'm trying to just do like a historical record and then eventually people will catch up with this and they will get back on the horse. And I, I used to like feel quite resentful of this because I'm like, but you said you would be part of like changing this, but also. Let's have a look at these competing crises that everybody's having to deal with and show some empathy and compassion. So that's where I am today. Just like, let's keep the positive flame burning in the darkness and then, you know, light begets light, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. That's, yeah, that's the the best thing that we can do. Really, we just got to be keepers hard. of
0: the flame while everybody like does their thing and i i, I need to get beyond the judgments that i do own oh, i was projecting towards them but i just felt a bit abandoned and frustrated at the start of the year but i have done so much now and it's nice to get yeah. there it was part of one of the intentions i set this morning at the sunrise it was like like help me defang that anger inside myself towards people and understand and build empathy and understanding towards why they're experiencing this particular novel moment in human history in the way that they are yeah. um, I think that's healthy for me but for everybody I think I was getting a bit mm-hmm. toxic but also at the same time I think that anger was appropriate then oh, I don't course, think it's yeah.
1: appropriate now you know <laughs> if, you're, if you're not angry you're not taking notice I think to a certain a true but, man for real yeah.
0: I love you brother I'm going to wrap up now, but thank you so much for your time, always. Um,
1: Have a a lovely Christmas, everyone, and good Yule and enjoy your solstice. Uh, Good Yule. Your your new new clothes so the Yule cat doesn't tear you apart. That's the one.
0: (laughs) I do actually have last year's um, present from my partner's parents on, but I will go for a new T-shirt or something. So I just want to fight that Yule cat with with the claws
1: oh no it's massive
0: pussy <laughs> <laughs> and what a great way to leave it massive pussy <laughs> <laughs> all right brother thank you see you later man see you later brother. that was just one there he's literally one of my favorite people and as the comments are showing one of your favorite people too what a great lad and like i say one of the highlights of my year was that man shown um just beautiful love for all humans putting his hand in his pocket and as i say the pockets for a lot of us aren't that deep including jez and that it created one of the most beautiful things of the air. thank you for that also thank you everybody for being here if you would like to support our work you can go to pat forward slash cow daily that's patreon.com forward slash cow daily also links in the description for paypal if you want to make one of contribution to our work thank you so much um hopefully get another one in before Um, the arrival of the Babangida Jesus Um, I will play the final closing titles and get out of here all the best, see you later ciao